0: phone is ringing and that can only mean one thing it is time ladies and gentlemen gargoyles and ghouls and all those creepy things out there for uncensored horror welcome back everyone all four of us are here today i am steve we have the lovely hey. katie mccarthy next to me we have brooke Blomy, and diagonally to hey. me we have lovely luke we are all gathered round. um Party line style. There you go. That's a mid 90s reference, remember? Get on the party (laughs) line. We thought, hey, you know what? It might be time to discuss a recent movie, one that maybe has just come out. So it is our pleasure today to be doing something very, very new. Today, we will be discussing the new Blumhouse film. The black phone starring one Mr. Ethan Hawke. Now, um, there is only a couple of ways we could have seen this, so we can't really go around and go, Hey, how did you see this? I know, Katie, you went to the cinema to see it, didn't you? I
1: did, and I was really excited about it because I'm going
2: to go out. <laughs> oh, poor Katie. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: she it got to weird. get dressed up for the night. <laughs> you said I got
1: dressed up. <laughs>
0: Do it the mum sweats. She
3: put on a good sweatpants.
1: Excuse me, I put <laughs> on my bloody Valentine shirt and my shorts, and I went out and I had a good time. I went with my friend, we got dinner beforehand, and he was a little hesitant about this movie. He had heard some mixed reviews about it, but he came out a believer. We both really enjoyed the movie, so I'm really excited to talk about this. I've been really looking forward to seeing this been really looking or do you guys watching this, I'd be
0: like, guys, you see it? Yeah, I want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. So, The Black Phone, for those of us that have not seen it, is a supernatural horror film brought to us by Blumhouse, and it is based on a short story by one Mr. Joe Hill. Now, who doesn't know the name Joe Hill? Loser. Every- everyone knows loser. Joe- no one knows who Joe-, Joe Hill
2: is?
1: Oh, I know who Joe Hill is. Those losers no? don't. Well, so sorry.
2: Hill, can you tell us? Stephen King's son. Oh, I like it. Joe Hill is the son of Stephen yeah, King. Then why the isn't his name King? Joe King? Because, because he
0: didn't
1: want to ride on Daddy's coattails.
0: And who wants to name, Who wants to be called Joe King? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you made a so, funny. The film stars. The film stars a lot of unknowns, actually. Um, Ethan Hawke is the big name here. Um, big surprise with Blumhouse that mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is the big name but a short synopsis for a short story the film is about um 1970s uh, a, te- a young teenage boy who was abducted and a mysterious telephone is used to communicate with previous victims of his kidnapper and help him escape and that's the spoiler free spoiler free synopsis so before we get started, as always, we will be spoiling the shit out of the black phone. So if you have not seen it or have not watched the trailer, um, go away, come back, and then talk to us. Yeah, talk to us when you've seen the movie. So let's begin. We got, we're going to try and not spoil it heaps because it is a, a new, new movie, and a lot of people may not have had the chance to see it. I mean I these are really...
1: not total unknowns. I mean, if you've watched Sinister, you've seen a ton of these people before.
0: Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, but they're not they're not Jamie Lee Curtis, is what I'm saying. If we if we're talking if we're talking recent Blumhouse turnouts. But let's talk about Fair that enough. to start with. Have we noticed the new Blumhouse intro?
1: Yes. And you know, I thought that was with... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I liked it, but I didn't like it. I'm like, really, guys? That's what you're going to go with?
0: They're very much much (laughs) going, hey, we own horror at the moment. We start outside in the woods with Michael Myers, and we go inside the house, and we see the mask and the purge, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's indicative of part of the problem that I think I have with this movie, but we'll talk about that at the end but I've got to say these two lead Mm -hmm. child actors I was down with in a big way. Um, Mason uh, Thames and Madeline McGraw.
2: Very brother and sister.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. Great, great actors. Uh, they have obviously have a very quite dysfunctional growing up with an alcoholic father. It's a Stephen King-esque story, so of course there's an alcoholic father and a dead parent. Everyone's an
2: alcoholic in the 80s, though, aren't they, anyway? What was the 70s? The 70s, so, 70s Close 70s, whatever. <laughs> well, we're nice. we getting a very, like, Stranger Things vibe from, from the...
1: Again, Stranger Things was the 80s, but... Oh,
2: wow. I know that, sweetie, but we're getting that whole retro feel, like they're trying to really give us that like that um wholesome nostalgia that they want to bring and then put something horrific into it
0: i don't even necessarily think it's a wholesome thing i think say i got nothing wholesome out of this <laughs> more a more a setting of time and place and a suggestion that the lives of children in the late 70s weren't necessarily that um you know well regarded it was it was the it was the 80s before we got the it's 10 p.m at night you know where your children are kind of thing kids had a kids had a very free roam still at this point they were allowed to just disappear for the day and then turn back up at night and i think this is one of those movies that does and I, i like this thing when they bring horror into suburbia so you don't know if you turn around the street you know, the grabber well, could be around
1: the corner. Well, here's the thing: it wasn't exactly suburbia because it was Denver. It's a city, so like, it's suburbia, but it's not suburbia. You know, because like, it's small enough where it's like it's it's this like nice little idyllic neighborhood. However, it's big enough where you think it, it's Denver. It's a city, so like the things that are happening here are not all that unusual because it's a big city.
0: And it's very transitionary time in history as well, where that that wall between city and suburbia was breaking down, and the horrible stuff that was happening in big cities was bleeding its way out into the into, into the whole neighbourhood. You've got to think like this is peak serial killer time as well, right? Mm. You know, horror was around the corner. It wasn't necessarily mm. in big, scary New York City, or you know anywhere else it could be your neighbor if, if halloween did anything it brought it brought you know the scary around the corner to that house that everyone's frightened of and i like that sense of it more than stranger things this gave me a big it vibe
1: yes yeah, like Hulk, I, got, yeah. I got that too but uh, you've also unlocked a fun fact because the the baddie in this was based off of real life uh serial killers three of them actually uh Bundy Gacy and Dahmer and I think you will I need this (laughs) well when you meet him you'll kind of understand where they're getting them right because let's meet him first and then we can discuss like where you're finding these serial killer personality traits right because I I picked up on it pretty quickly
0: uh, yes anyone who's done this serial killer 101 can pick up on you know who's who's meant to be who and then as the movie unfolds you go oh okay cool i like again it's a stephen king slash joe hill universe there's got to be a psychic child she doesn't play it ooky spooky it's, you know how usually the psychic kids are the one in the corner going
2: mm-hmm.
0: i see dead people or you know
2: Part of that being though, because of how her father (laughs) treats her about it, because obviously he's got some stuff going on and some trauma going on with the mother, hence Glug Glug, and um, he was quite brutal with her about her visions, and so she wanted to suppress them. She didn't even want people to know that she had them.
0: I think that if it was going to be an atypical, you know teen-based like this isn't i don't think this is aimed at teenagers she was
2: she was a teenage if, in, if, if, Fridays was a, if it was a
0: teenage <laughs> if it was a teenage based you know movie this kid would be the one all in black sitting in the corner going oh i'm frightening she, this was just an everyday girl who happened to have dreams and you know those dreams have turned out to be real like her mother's like as it suggested her mother had psychic visions before she killed herself that was a bit dramatic but um Mm. and even the beginning we start with a baseball game how all-american and you know kids baseball and all that good stuff
2: Mm -hmm. i I like
0: (laughs) i like that we get the idea especially at the beginning before we meet the grabber of looming danger like we don't see we don't see mm. these kids get just get taken. We see the minute, the, the, the literally the split second before that.
1: You know what and then I it thought? Fades
2: to black. That was like,
1: cool. I thought, you know, watching the baseball scene between uh, Bruce and Finney, I thought Bruce was going to be some mean bully and he's just this like, it's just friendly competition and they're shaking hands at the end. And it's like, oh, that didn't play out any which way that I thought it was going to play out. And it's important. Their relationship is important in the movie. So
0: hang on. And I think yeah, all of those relationships in the movie are very interesting because it is very indicative of your universe as a kid. You know what I mean? You grow up with, these people, but you, you might not know of it. But you know, so and so kick so and so's ass, and uh, this person's scary because of this. You might right. not have seen it. It kind of this microcosm of childhood, which is really quite interesting, and something I wish they would have spent a bit more time on. But again, that's my problem with it. So we have kids disappearing. <laughs> is is the main thing that there are children disappearing, left, right, and center there's a rumor of i guess we don't know that he's a killer straight away we know that there are kids being taken by someone called the grabber the grabber, grabber. Shh, the don't grabber. say
3: it don't say, it. Don't I, say I his I was,
0: name i wish there was Steve. a bit more of that i wish there was a bit more I of that as well like i want to feel that i want to feel that tension a bit more than it's just like anyway it's just down to filmmaking questions and you know and script questions but <laughs> these kids, yes, yeah, start to disappear, and we get the idea that that Finny, is is not necessarily the bravest kid in the world. Not necessarily the like the kid that stands up for himself or the most confident kid. Uh, he gets very he gets scared very easily watching horror movies. He yeah gets his ass kicked regularly until you know that kid. What was that kid's name? The oh um... down, Ralph Ralph Macchio. Bit. oh
1: give me a second um
0: he deserves um quite pr- quite a lot of praise for the fight scene. <laughs> that fight scene was impressive that
1: kid <laughs> my god he took on what that kid must have been like twice his size right
0: but that looked I... like a real fight is what i'm saying Like, yeah yeah for, he a, was... for a child to be able to get that car that kind of um Reality out of it like the kicks look like they landed, the punches look like they landed. It was like Jesus Christ, this kid's Me, savage. Was
2: Sarah Michelle Geller.
0: This kid was a sad <laughs> and very, very much like the Ralph Macchio kind of if Ralph was a bad kid back in the day. Robert.
2: Robert, well, if you we watch Cobra Kai, there's, there's argument lending to that he wasn't quite the goody goody boy in 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 the in the karate kid and that he was you know it was all quite a gray area and that both of them were villains and heroes well I interlocking
1: from <laughs> the brief kind of history that you got from robin he was kind of sick of getting his ass kicked and learned how to kick some ass
0: right <laughs> Robin. yeah robin could kick some ass like that the choke hold which comes back later which was amazing like <laughs>
1: Just that scene in the bathroom just washing off his knuckles, just yeah,
0: washing off and then taping them. they just keep oh, bleeding. Like, You're a sad yeah. ass. <laughs> that kid's <laughs> like, a bad ass. Like... They just, they just and I it just was it was and again that mutual kid relationship. They they're not like best friends, but he helps me with my homework and not, not getting in trouble. So I'm gonna look after this kid.
2: And right
0: I, I really liked that sense of of childhood which is very hard to capture us i think sometimes for people that aren't necessarily kids well, i didn't think you because have... it was yeah 1978 it was closer to our childhoods than you know the original it or something like that it like it wasn't that far off didn't some, you have like a, of a of
1: mutually it. beneficial relationship kind of person like that like they
0: they helped you with this, so you helped yeah, them. Exactly. with that. They're not they're not your like and they're not your best friend, and you're not going to hang out with them. But like, they're, you know, they're your
1: ally. They're your yeah, ally.
0: Yeah, you've got an ally, and it's cute. Yeah. That's a cute moment. Yeah. So with these children disappearing, I think this was this was a weird flex to start with. The police go straight <laughs> to Finn's sister.
3: Like, ugh,
1: I. Uh, <laughs> I... Love Gwenny so much. She's got that. is my favorite. Gwenny's got some big dick energy. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay.
0: Of, I love. 20, I think so this much. kid gets this kid gets MVP for this movie. Seriously. I hope she does she a lot more stuff.
1: You dumb fox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: what the fuck? Say and,
2: and she one went one in swinging too. Like. do
3: <laughs> well, you i'm yeah. the, the grabber? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the grabber, she's... you dumb fucking fart knockers. There
0: we go. <laughs> I fart knockers.
1: That is an insult that I think uncensored radio, uncensored horror just needs to bring back fart knockers.
0: Fart Are knocker. we gonna bring it we... back? Fart knockers not <laughs> I've never heard fart knocker before this week. Is this so? a very
1: American Oh, it's Obviously. a very American. insult. I think okay, it's an so...
3: American
1: thing. Then yeah. I'm going to introduce it to you, Australians, fart knocker. Here you go. It sounds
0: more Australian. <laughs> so what does fart knocker it? mean?
1: I, I have no idea. I'd never know. Well, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, fart knocker, wouldn't fart
0: knocker suggest some kind of homosexual connotation? I'd say
2: so, like, some <laughs> little You're like, a fart knocker. bum. around <laughs> well, ping- ping- all, right. all, <laughs> all
3: right. I just loved the delivery on it. Like, I'm the grabber, you dumb fucking fart knockers. I did not. I didn't see coming. <laughs> and out. the principal's like, <laughs>
2: The oh, Glenn
1: Glenn. you
2: nailed it. It, it it is a it is a homosexual yeah there we go <laughs> slang for I proposing hear it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you get the you get the and again this is uh, this is where the writing is good and it works and I think this is probably take maybe even taken directly from the book I haven't read the short story because it was only a short story this one it's very important to stress but you get the you get the idea that this principal is used to this kid being a fucking loose unit and just going saying random shit and just like oh god, this kid needs to be silenced. <laughs> and I, she get she does get really like, she gets silenced at home for sure. That was um oh, not something you see in movies a lot anymore. That
3: was yeah but it was
0: watching I watched that part twice just because it so, it sounds brutal you don't see it but it sounds brutal and that's the the power of suggestion I think again people that have grown up in that era or near that era in the late 70s early 80s we know this used to happen to kids regularly. They'd, they'd get flogged and they'd get sent to school and be like, oh, okay. So there's that sense of familiarity, I guess. I don't know. I, it never happened to me, but, you know, you always went to school with a kid that was like, oh, God, you poor bastard. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, James Ransom and um, this that actress, I keep forgetting her name. What is her name? Mason, her, is it
1: Hurt, like the actress's Madeline, name or the Madeline. Madeline McGraw.
0: Yeah, they they act well together. The the father daughter. I I believe that relationship. They
1: mm. they're
0: quite intense together.
2: But didn't you so just want to hate him though? Like that that scene makes me so angry.
0: That's the point really, isn't it? Like when we're supposed to get dad's not a good guy, dad, dad can't help. Again, it's the Stephen King universe. Parents are useless if they're even in the picture at all. (laughs) They they are hopeless. They can't save the kids. And that's, I guess the point of the story is you all have, we have to grow up eventually and save ourselves. You can't rely on your parents or your friends or your classmates to save you. You have to save yourself in this life, and you know, fight for yourself. God, I'm deep today.
3: <laughs> I was Jeez. like, Steve, are you okay?" The
0: We're film studies major there, is coming out. Whoa. So this is this is the this is the world that little Finny's living in. You know, it's not necessarily the happiest world in his life, but he's getting along. And then Robin goes missing as well, and he. Shit Rack really hits the fan for, for Finn. He gets his ass kicked. Severely. That's an
1: understatement. This but, is oh, comes, children, but wait a minute. Yeah. Who comes to his rescue? I know.
0: Love. He, she is Gwen is She's Gwen's fucking vampire player.
2: 978.
0: <laughs> She's rough. But again, you see you see that kid code. That fight happens. When you're too injured, you sit out.
3: Yep. I love
1: that and she
0: was like the Old mate with the pissing head Because he's bleeding to death Oh god Gwen she took a fucking rock
1: himself. to his head
0: She wasn't <laughs> was
1: She wasn't fucking around
0: Yeah Gwen's
2: a little sister
1: everyone I, wants I think she, She's scrappy as hell
2: She is
3: scrappy. Like I feel like I was
1: Did winning. you guys
2: ever have childhood fights <laughs> in the neighbourhood like that though? Because I remember growing up we did There was people that would, like, because we had a BMX track, so this was the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, and all the kids in the neighbourhood took ownership of it. And so the whole neighbourhood decided, the way we'll decide who actually owns the BMX track is we're going to have this battle royale of everyone versus everyone. And it was pretty hectic. I got my arm dislocated by one of the girls. I lost. Yes! (laughs) No, yeah, I got, power. Power. I got uh, a little scratchy
0: once in a while, uh, I, but it's part of. Tra- again, it's part of childhood. <laughs> this is the stuff that happens when you're not at home, when your parent, when you can't, your parents can't protect you. Mm-hmm. This is the shit that you're going to go through as a kid, so you know, earn your stripes and and get bold. But when Finny's at his down point, is when a mysterious man steps out from behind a black van from abracadabra magic supplies and we meet Ethan hawks the grabber
1: oh god like now
0: let's talk about Ethan in this movie
1: can we please because how is that not suspicious
0: <laughs> right
2: i know like
1: okay so there's there's some someone going around the neighborhood grabbing kids right like
2: yes to the point that they've actually nicknamed them the Grabber,
1: right? Like, that's my first suspect right there. Like I'm going to be real honest with you. Like, okay, that guy's really
2: the whole strange, va- the whole like, van thing. The, is the
0: very, van thing is very like, which is very you know serial killer. But I remember when I was a kid, there was always like stories, and we actually got followed by a van once on our way home. Mm-hmm. There's always this this oh, fear okay. of you know being snatched off the street and. That except around our way, it was a white band, oh, not a black band.
1: Well, that's the story, isn't it? And, yeah. And the and uh, Ethan Hawke here's got big uh, Ted Bundy energy, man. He's charismatic. He's friendly. But also,
0: he's... sorry, also big, um, big Johnny Depp, Charlie the Chocolate Factory energy.
3: He <laughs> oh, really did. I thought the sad boy. Like, oh, oh that, I was voice like, was that, that voice was killing me.
1: That voice was killing me. I
0: hated it. So yeah, <laughs> he he grabs Fiddy, but Fiddy gets his own back with that rocket ship. It's a pen, right? It's is it a, a pen?
3: pen and a torch. Is it a pen? I
1: thought it a was pen just a, and toy. a torch. I, oh, I, no,
0: thought
3: I thought it was, just it was just a, a po- pen and a
1: torch. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a toy.
0: Anyway, he carves into the grabber. He's the first per- As we find out, he's the first person that um manages to get the grab on the grabber. What is he spraying down his throat?
1: I'm just gonna guess. It's probably a sedative it knocks him oh, out right
0: and then he's um there yeah, thrown they into ch- the back of thrown into the back of the van the balloons that finny was interested in are released and then he's taken is, he disappears mm-hmm. now for me i think we took a lot of time to get to this point but I would have liked, okay, this, this is just me. I don't know if the balloons were such a thing that they played into it a little bit more, like we saw when the first kid went missing, we saw Finn's toy rocket go up, but mm-hmm. it would have been cooler if in the background we saw, you know, after he left, after he was gone, we saw balloons or you saw balloons in the power lines or something that's a little bit more suggestive that this this person is around all the time
1: well Much and astray. you know s- speaking of the balloons like if the balloons are like your big hold back why aren't you monitoring like who's buying all these black balloons
0: but that's the thing he works at the magic supply store he there's balloons there
1: i don't care like i don't he care doesn't... if you're I mag- i don't care if you're a magician if you're buying all those goddamn ma- black balloons i'm following you around like sh- magician or not fucker that's, that's sketchy watching you
0: oh my I god sir i'm dying you. i'm you are dying. Okay, it's but like you,
1: you're you know <laughs> you're you've got you you know you got the big fan you you're buying black balloons you look suspicious you know maybe yeah. i'm gonna put a tail on you for a little bit at least for a right. little bit just
0: mm. okay but we see, yeah, Finny is well and truly fucked. <laughs> when, well and truly. When he is thrown into a basement, a very, you know, sparse basement, by a masked man. What
2: that do we holds think of the else,
0: That holds little else than a mattress, a toilet, and of course...
1: A black phone.
0: A black phone. That doesn't but, work. But Hasn't that- worked since... Hasn't worked since I was a child, <laughs> says Ethan Hawkes, the grabber. Hasn't worked hasn't worked since I was a child. Interesting. We will talk about that later as well. Now, as Katie said, let's talk about these masks. Very effective. Very creepy. Um,
1: and the masterwork of Mr. Tom Savini.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, looks. I like the interchangeable personality of it that and, you know
1: that reflective
0: in, of different mental states mm,
1: <laughs> in my mind he was the only one that could pull that off but i'm a fangirl so mm. i guess i'm a little biased
2: yes. well it was that, all, I, it was so creepy when he first grabbed finney and he said um like he, he used that thing like he's like oh no i would never hurt you and stuff and i'm like oh my god Look, like, this guy is full crazy. Oh no, like... no, no. The, the
1: the words he used were, "I wouldn't do anything to you that you wouldn't like."
0: Yes, and I want to. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, We'll talk about that later. Yeah, as well. it's
1: it's awful. It's it's very awful. And you know, because you know, it, 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 work with kids, parents. You know, we all feel it. It's like, oh God, you know, like oh, it's terrible.
0: I th- oh, anyway, I'm going to hold, I'll hold it back till later. Mm. Yeah. so <laughs> like, Hold it in, Steve. Hold it Philly, in. It is fucked, basically. Let's be honest. Oh, what, Until choice the of words. phone choice starts of words. <laughs> ringing. Now, I feel like they kind of gave this premise away way too early in the, in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think it was a case of the trailer showing too much, again. Um, but, you know, we hear voices. I did like, what I did like about the voices and the ghosts was that they are in that state of, I guess, limbo-y kind of, where they're forgetting who they were in mm-hmm. yeah. in the real world so they were they they were slowly losing their identity but what they remembered was the trauma that happened to them so they could help this this kid get out of what whatever happened
1: that kind of makes me so sad that like they don't remember who they are they remember like very they remember very small details of themselves but they're all like you said they're trauma bonded yeah and that's just it's sad you know like it's like the, the the details they remember is the trauma which is awful
0: and then but I, again and this is probably a good conversation for for Brooke and i to to lead there's depending on what you believe about hauntings it might not mm. necessarily be their their soul but it could it's a it's a manifestation of their trauma that they're that that's the one thing that they are remembering until it's resolved. So we don't know that at the end of this, these kids go, go elsewhere. Do you know what I mean?
3: And if you look at the premise of it as well, so Finney actually helps most of them remember who they were, which is a really, to borrow a phrase from Steve cute moment, but, um, you know, how do you know that they're them helping, him sort that out is not what brings them all back, if that makes sense. And, it probably does. I'm sorry, <laughs> a good
0: point. No, but a good point. You just made a good point as well. Of course, the adults aren't going to remember these kids, they're being forgotten. The kids mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. these kids because they are one of them. They got he knows these kids, even if he never met these, like if he didn't speak to these kids, he knows. Each and every one of these kids names and what they did because they were of his world and of his universe and of his experience mm-hmm. so we see yeah we see the the mind games a little bit of what of what the grabber wants to do and uh, and how how it's played out for the other kids in his in his uh dungeon
3: soundproofed himself
0: yes <sighs> how it himself, yeah, soundproofed it himself. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit with giving us a bit. Like, I get that we weren't supposed to know a lot, but I don't know if there was enough information about the grabber and especially his brother. The brother seems really shoehorned in.
2: Oh,
1: Detective So So?
0: Like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, yep, radio. Right like, he doesn't, he's not anywhere in the story until that point. And then he's not anywhere in the story after that point until the inevitable. (laughs) I just felt like that that was that was a bit,
3: yeah.
0: I feel like that guy was. If that guy was amateur detective, he would be a suspect. You know, like that's the idea that, especially of serial killers, that they get themselves involved in the in the investigation, they stayed mm. close. Mm. Yep. So why wasn't he the one walking around handing out pamphlets or something like like just put him in the background. Give him something to do so he's not just
2: a random chunk of uh, a plot point to get us to X. And, y, and I think he was utilized as that false flag of oh the finney's the going to be rescued suddenly and like it gives the audience that little bit of hope. And that's all he was reduced to was yeah, it could have been fleshed out a lot better.
0: But Gwenny, Gwenny, to Gwenny's on the case. Gwenny's the mystery machine. She's the one. She's mystery ink in one person. She's like, she's got it. She's leading the investigation by herself. Um, she has a very unique relationship with Jesus. Let's put it that way.
3: I love, like, fuck you, Jesus.
1: yeah and i i love before finny disappeared like he's asking uh he's asking her to like do her thing and she just like you know cracks open the dollhouse and pulls out all her like paraphernalia and she's just like yo jesus do your (laughs) thing (laughs) do your thing
0: and we get that it's like it is habitual ritualistic for her she knows what she has to do to tap into this kind of moment and she's she's not afraid of it either yeah which is something you don't see a lot in cinema you you don't see people that have this gift for want of a better word Mm -hmm. not be terrified of it
3: right she had such a determination she was absolutely determined to get him back and she was gonna stop at nothing to do it and i love that um that tenacity that they gave her the the yeah
1: i feel like they underutilized her and her dreams because some of the dreams were really helpful and then some of them were like Weird. nothing well, like, or not well, clear like, well like because Bruce's like the dream about bruce was just like his family and there yeah. wasn't really a whole lot there, and it was just kind of sad. It made you kind of like bummed out.
0: I think but that's that was the point. Is that yeah, we were tr- we were still trying to poke the heartstrings there. But then, more. like
1: you get um, you get further into those dreams, and they start to become more helpful.
0: Well, there's a pur- there's a clearer purpose. There's urgency. There's yeah. You know, there's there's that kind of more pointedness to it, and the ghosts are also. They get more pointed as well they mm-hmm. the ghosts we find out that the point of the, the call that those ghosts are lingering to help the next victim and yeah help the victim after that and they're they're all giving finn the the tools he needs in the end to get away because there is obviously a very set out pattern to what the grabber does with, you know, with each of these kids, and he is learning from them. But did you feel like Finn
2: was obviously meant to have a gift like his sister too? And that's why, Mm. that's what I got from it. That's why he could get the calls.
1: Nah. Possibly. Possibly. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that, I think that would have happened to any kid. I think it could have been any kid that got down there. I don't think
0: it's interesting because and again this is a theory that i've read is that the ghosts weren't real at all that it was just his mind dealing with his mind dealing with the trauma being down there which would also speak a little bit to why the phone hasn't rang for the grabber since he was a child
1: but one of them says he can hear it he just doesn't acknowledge it
0: so it's interest, it, It's good that it, and it's interesting that a text can be read in that different way. But yeah, yeah. The, the commonality that they've all suffered through is that there is this this sense of captivity, and then he he play he plays with them. He plays again a quite questionable game of naughty boy. Hmm.
1: Why am I so into this? <laughs> I think naughty it's his boy. expression no so, something must have happened in my childhood that, yeah, you, got attracted some, to that. you got
0: some unresolved fishes or something Maybe I, I,
1: I don't know but like that scene came on and i looked at my friend and i said why am i so attracted to that right now
0: yeah, what is wrong so, with me why do so i want play, to play naughty boy you shouldn't play naughty boy
1: just lay down on his lap and i'll play Oh, run finny I-, I i'll distract him
0: okay yeah. i'll <laughs> take care of this one for you i don't think he was interested in you katie that's the point yeah <laughs> he see- played naughty girl he played naughty boy i'm
3: like seems- i'm like Into <laughs> the mr dharma reference uh
1: seems to be my life story always falling for the ones that aren't into me hmm <laughs>
0: Anyways, anyways. So <laughs> this 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 point of action kind of really gets going. We see Finn uh, like create his arsenal, create his like <laughs> plan out his escape route, all that kind of thing, and all pieces together with Gwenny doing the same thing, and. <laughs> these obviously these kids are meant to be together they're meant to save each other or heavy-handed metaphor like save each other from their children childhood um Mm -hmm. yeah that this final moment the red herring moment was very interesting when she saw she saw the house she knows where the house is she knows the address she's seen the number she's riding through. like that this kid is a one woman machine of like justice in this small town and she calls the police and they come did you catch the
1: Stephen King reference in that scene
0: I didn't what happened
1: uh her raincoat
0: oh was it a bit of a dairy moment
1: it was Georgie
0: he belongs there she belongs in dairy with Georgie she
1: belonged to Georgie with that one yep she floats she floats she
0: Yes. But yeah, interesting that this happened empty house, you know. Oh my and this god. Is when, this is when uh you know the the graver's brother finally clicks on that my creepy brother who who does not let me down in the basement.
1: <laughs> You'll never believe how I discovered you were down here. <laughs> I'm all coked out, but anyways.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then we oh. get the sh- this moment made me go. Whoa! Yeah, me too. <laughs> you made me kill my brother. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you made you made me kill my brother. Mm,
1: just a little gaslighting there, huh, yeah, buddy. Just a
0: little bit, you know. Why don't we blame that victim? But it is fucking on. This is this was intense as well. This scene that with the dog yeah. and you know he just went into action. You know. Raise the phone. Step back. Step forward. Step mm. back, swing. And you notice the the times that he didn't the times that he got captured by the grandma was when he was not doing what he was told.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like following all of those instructions. Falling onto that, oh, Ethan's little ankle slash foot. Oh, that mangled. crunch. I was like, oh. But, I was know, not he okay. Did, he yeah. did deserve it, let's be mm. honest.
1: He deserved it all.
0: He deserved everything he got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting smacked out with that phone. Um the chokehold was amazing. I it's just loved
1: like... all, I just loved all the kids getting their, you know, getting yeah. to say their final say to him. Uh, I yeah,
0: it I great. love I I the the best part was it's for you.
1: It's for you. <laughs>
0: and then he, he got to hear. And you know, those kids got their you know, their, their plans worked in the end, their trauma worked. They, they got there because they also stopped Gwenny at the right place.
1: And I know we kind of glossed over a lot of their stories, but it really would have ruined a lot of this movie for you guys. And we're spoiling this, but we don't want to spoil Yeah, we don't want much. to spoil too much.
0: <laughs> we want you to still have a bit of mystery. But I could have gone with more story.
1: I could have gone with a lot more of their backstories too. Me too. So
0: that is essentially the end of the movie. I now, think we're going to get a sequel. Yeah. I think, or, yeah. or a prequel. Or a prequel. I, I could yeah. spell a prequel. I was going to coming. say prequel. I would love a sequel, but pre- in a couple of years when they're older.
1: I think we're going to get a prequel, and I think it's going to give us uh, the Grabber story. I think we're going to learn about yeah, him
0: if we get a pre. If we get a prequel, I think it would be cool to see what happened to the grammar to turn him into the grabber and that the last scene of the prequel is that baseball game you, or you hear the baseball game in the background Ooh. yes
1: well hey bloomhouse call us we wrote your story for you You're
0: welcome. Where, all right this is where You're we're welcome. gonna go how did we feel about about it in general
1: I loved it. I loved it. You
0: Sorry. Loved it. Go McCarthy. Tell us. All right. Give us give us your um, how many how many masks out of five are you giving it?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five masks. I thought it was very, very well done. Um, it's basically everyone who did Sinister, which I didn't even really like that much by the way. I didn't really like Sinister. I thought Sinister was really overrated and everyone's like, Oh, Sinister was so much more scary. It's like Okay, whatever. I guess I'll go see this anyways. But I really enjoyed it. Ethan Hawke was hesitant to do this because he didn't want to play, like he didn't want to be like known to be a bad guy. But then he realized, you know, I'm getting fucking old. I might as well go for it. And he killed it. Like, (laughs) killed it. (laughs) 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 But he like he nailed it. He like stepped out of his comfort zone. He did so well. He was really creepy. I think the kids. Honestly, are the movie, obviously, you know, they stole the show. It was just so good. It was so good. I was, it was worth seeing. I can't wait to like rent it, watch it on demand again. When it comes out on Paramount Plus, I will be watching it again, making Kyle watch it four and a half out of five. Damn near perfect. I only didn't give it a perfect score because it needed more backstory.
0: Right. (laughs) Luke, how do you feel about
2: the Black phone? all right well good luck um look i thought it was really well done i thought that the characters were well rounded uh you know you cared about the kids you even cared about the ones that were already dead because you would sort of learn about who they were post-mortem um and i think that the climax was, was satisfying enough it wasn't a perfect movie no not at all but it was well done and it was definitely, I would agree with Katie's score, a 4.5 out of four.
0: Very good. Brooker Alatis,
3: what about you? Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, I thought it was really good and it, like, did, I don't think it, um, with your head enough and i thought that they could have gone a lot further with that and more backstory but it was really well done um but i would like to mvp gwen because that kid <laughs> is an 11 out of 10 in my opinion she did so well and i mm-hmm. loved her character and um but no solid four on it i think
0: yeah look i think i'm gonna have to agree with you on the four I know that in modern day, we are very um, used to and sometimes critical of overly long movies. I think had this movie been maybe 15 minutes longer, 20 minutes longer, 25 minutes longer, and given us a little bit more um, backstory of the Grabber, not necessarily spelt out what's happened, but a little bit more sceneage of him and his brother, a little bit more menacing beforehand. Like as I said, like seeing the balloons elsewhere and get getting the feeling that that fear is pervasive in the community. That would have done it for me. The thing I have to ask myself, and the thing that I'm going to ask you guys is, do you think this movie? has suffered because it's a Blumhouse production. Because Blumhouse is now the the place to go for mainstream horror. I feel like if someone like A24 got their hands on this property and gave it a little bit more depth, not saying that it wasn't deep, but gave it a little bit more
2: grit... I'm hearing they you, they mainstreamed it, could, like, it. and it was... this is a very fragile subject about <laughs> uh, like a child killer and I get it, like, you know you don't want to go too deep into that if you're a mainstream production company, you want v- bums in seats you don't want to really explore that darkness, I guess that's what you're trying to say Steve, so yeah, yeah I do think it's I could, have, in that I could have
0: done a little, with it just a little bit more of it Just, I feel like there's, there's more story that could have made it cut a bit deeper. When you definitely look at
3: could have
0: been a bit darker. Huh? A bit dark, yeah. Just uh, and I, uh, look, I know just that, a touch, know, just a touch. It was Here's... creepy. It was creepy. At no point was I scared.
1: Here's the thing, though. Films from A twenty four, they're very. The words. What's the word I'm looking for because it's not controversial They're just um, You either love them or you hate them
0: yeah.
1: People like Some people really 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 love them people like me I loved Midsommar I loved on You on. know I love <laughs> The Witch Like I love films like that I love moody atmospheric films like that I love getting I love films that make you feel uncomfortable I love films that make you think and I think if they got their hands on this, would they do something like that? Absolutely. Do I think it would have been as successful? Absolutely not. I think, I think Blumhouse used to be. People would see that on there and go, oh. but now people are real excited to see his movies, and I'm not sure why. Because I think with his films, they're hit or miss. I think sometimes when he, I think when he does them right, he does them. Really, really right. Like, um, he did this one really, really right. He did a uh, master with um Regina Hall. He did that really, really right. Still haven't seen that yet. He did, really really, <laughs> he did it
0: really, 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 really good. So
1: but he's but done then, but really- for
0: every one of those. You've got like your Truth or Dare. You've got like, you know you've got Exa- that
1: those... you've got fantasy island you've got truth or dare you've got some really terrible ones yeah. so
0: it's almost like it's almost like blumhouse need an offshoot of their mainstream horror like they the there's like there's the chuck it in cinemas get the teenagers to come and see it horror but then mm-hmm. there needs to be like horror for the people that are 25 and over
1: I think I, I think Blumhouse and A twenty four need to like go on a date,
0: have a baby, have a bastard child.
1: Yeah, and they <laughs> need to make they need to have like an offshoot and have some elevated horror for like the people like us who still want to have like the mainstream See, but, stuff. But, like... And
0: this is the thing: I don't what I don't need, and I know this is controversial. I don't need Jordan Peele movies. I don't. Oh. I. I'm excited I don't for think nope. he's a, I don't think they're good. I'm sorry. I, I think, think that it, they have I think they have potential to be good movies, but he needs someone else to write them. I think or, or be again, in on them.
1: I think again, I, Jordan Peele's hit or miss. I, but I'm excited like, about I, nope.
0: I get I get why um what was it?
1: get out was amazing
0: i get why, us... i get why get out i get why get out got the reception it got i didn't think it was the i didn't think it was as groundbreaking as your think. us was like oh. us wasn't that great and i just nope even the even the title of nope makes me go oh.
1: <laughs> i'm excited for nope i'm excited I, for nope i, I
0: don't know <laughs> i feel like he do you know who I, I feel like he's m night Shyamalan for the new generation
1: that's pretty rude because that's how i feel about jason <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry <laughs> but say, see uh, did you see the visit for M. Night, M. Night movie the visit
1: yeah and I thought it was terrible I thought it was great oh, I thought it was okay. bad and you know what else I thought was bad by him I thought old was bad
0: I didn't see old
1: it was bad
0: I don't need <laughs> what your body you wake up every day you get older every get older by the hour and your body betrays you welcome to being over 35
1: pretty much
0: it's like everyday it
1: was bad you know i think everything after uh i think everything after the happening was pretty bad <laughs> look so. it was it was um
0: <laughs> interesting to talk about a new movie today it because was fun. we are we are getting ever so ever so ever so close to to it in-person Mm. All of us experiencing it at the same time. <laughs> this is literally Review the only appealing watching. thing about the whole thing to me.
1: Halloween. Is that I get to be with you in person. Halloween
0: <laughs> ends. The trailer has dropped and I must commend them. They have not shit the bed on it. It is only a minute 17. It does not show a lot of the story. I think it there didn't? is a lot. That... No. I think there is a lot okay. we don't that we haven't seen yet and we'll be quite surprised. Okay. Okay. Uh... <laughs> You know, Halloween is creeping closer, creeping, creeping. And that might be a hint as to where we're headed next because another trailer has dropped. Now, this movie is, this franchise, let's say, is a little bit controversial within the group. And we we have been oning and offing and umming and ahhing and da-da-da-da-daring about mm. it. But <laughs> Everyone I think guessed we... who's
1: upset about it. <laughs>
0: I think we should do it because, again, it's a very interesting conversation about art and the artist. So, our next review, folks, we will be beginning. We'll we'll be taking a little road trip, you know, from college back home, and we're going to be looking out. We're going to be looking out for that uh, creepy little truck with the. Be eating you number plate we will be beginning our jeepers creepers review series now and maybe... we will have some special guests joining us as well for these episodes so keep an eye out keep an ear out you know eyes ears mouths hearts whatever the creeper wants really the creeper gets so <sighs> thank you for joining us we will be looking forward with our eyes. Hopefully yes. in our own heads. Hopefully in our own <laughs> heads. Maybe <laughs> our belly buttons
1: and some rose yeah, tattoos. Yeah, you know,
0: with our little rose tattoos around it. Thank you for joining us today on Uncensored Horror. We will be creeping. We-, we will be, we'll be, be creeping. We'll-, we'll be creeping on you. We'll be eating you soon. Until then, <laughs> keep it creepy. Quite literally. Make sure Bye. you start watching Yeapish Creepers. Bye. Bye. What's that, you fucking fart? Not cause I'm hanging up my phone. <laughs> nah.